0: Can, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Organized crime, blowin' up mind. You can get shy to snappin' behind, start at the bottom, then try to climb, top by the cartels to the papier. We shimmer low peace, stories in the popular. If it's fire, we're gonna give you it. We you know how it goes in the syndicate. Hey. Over in Portland Well, this tranquil coastal town is known for its wide beaches and Grand Promenade, but uh, how about drug trafficking? It seems like the cartel has been infiltrating throughout the U.S., and drug dealers may not have worried about being caught in Clatsop County. It's a 90-minute drive northwest from the bustling city of Portland. So you can see already the headlines kind of misleading. But they did not know about dogged Sheriff's Detective John Walker, who developed informants and bought drugs while undercover. FBI agents praise Walker's work, which helped the Bureau and Homeland Security expose an extensive drug distribution cell that targeted the Pacific Northwest. It was run by a deported felon who kept sneaking back across the border. The Portland-based drug network, which stretched into affluent area suburbs westbound to Oregon's quaint coastal cities and north into southwestern Washington, is emblematic of a key Mexican cartel strategy to establish drug pipelines far beyond the border and into small, unsuspecting towns. If you have drugs in your community, you can pretty much count on it that drug cartels are associated with some of it somehow. Victor Farfan, a native of Michoacan, Mexico, headed the Portland drug ring, blamed for bringing large amounts of meth, heroin, and fentanyl across the border. He and Hilda Montez, his partner, settled their two children in Oregon City as Farfan grew his business, roping in two of his nephews. In just six months, smugglers brought across the border almost. Two kilos of fentanyl, a million lethal doses of the number one drug killing in the U.S., that load was headed from Portland to Baltimore. Farfan's drug ring also sent drugs to Gresham, east of Portland, Hood River, and Port on the Columbia River, and our northeast of Portland, and Tacoma, Washington. They're seeing pockets or nodes of cartel-related activity springing up in small rural towns on the east side of Washington and metropolitan areas like Portland and Seattle, they see them operating illegal marijuana farms in southern Oregon as well. In Seaside, known for commercial fishing, traffickers easily established a strong customer base. There would be times on surveillance which you would see 15 to 25 people, according to the agent, roaming the local trap house. The agent led a raid on a couple of Clatsop drug houses teaming with Seaside, Cannon Beach, and Oregon State Police a few years ago. They found drugs and drug carriers, including a former nurse. Investigators uncovered three main pieces of the puzzle that revealed a snapshot of how the drug ring thrived. First, Mexican cartel suppliers established a pipeline to the Portland area. From there, Farfan, the head of the drug ring, and his inner circle supplied drug trafficker John Armis in Hillsborough. Armis, in turn, supplied the former nurse and other dealers who carted the drugs further west into Seaside. Farfan brought in at least 20 kilos of meth, a half a kilo of heroin, and nearly two kilos of fentanyl. After agents toppled the Oregon Drug Network in 2018 and arrested 23 people, the murders in Mexico that U.S. investigators suspect were meant to scare and silence potential witnesses in the Portland case also arrived, arised. To an extent, it worked, illustrating how cartels manipulate on both sides of the border through threats and violence. Agents and prosecutors didn't openly discuss in court records which cartel supplied Farfan, but the Courier-Journal learned in February that he was supplied by a U.S. top agent, and the Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generación, the new generation, the subject of a nine-month investigation and a 28-special report by the newspaper in 2019. So there might be some connection there, it seems like, with the Cartel Jalisco. <clears throat> the cartel, of course, we know is a global powerhouse. It's on almost every continent except Antarctica so far. It has drug sales all across the U.S., even in tiny towns, an army of 5,000 members, including some former police officers. And according to reports by the USDA, DEA. The cartel Jalisco and its rival, the Sinaloa cartel, the top two suppliers, fueling the deadliest drug epidemic in U.S. history. Farfan got the drugs from cartel Jalisco, supposedly, members of Michoacan, a western state long controlled by the cartel, a familia Michoacana. This case is another example of how cartel Jalisco is increasingly vying for turf in Michoacan, which is the birthplace of their their, uh, leader, El Mencho. Many court documents in the Farfan case remain sealed. Hiding secrets shared by drug ring members and associates, and some involved in the case opted not to talk because of the validity. Validity. You can see more of this article at the Courier Journal. Uh, They traveled to Portland themselves. did a good job reporting here at the suburbs, Oregon coast, and Seattle to review court records. They did a lot of research on this. Um, So this has been going on for years, and you can see the connection and how it operates a little bit which probably might surprise you to most of you if you listen to the podcast quite a bit. Farfan refused to talk to agents or prosecutors and his attorney declined to comment. There's no way he's going to say much of anything because I'm sure they have people inside the prison system that could take him out if he decides to say anything. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?